0: I'm always so grateful when I get connected with someone and immediately feel like I've known them for years. My next guest, Patricia Rain, is one of those people. When I met her on a Zoom call, I instantly felt like I was just catching up with an old friend. Patricia is a successful businesswoman who values wellness, and she's got this beautiful, vibrant energy about her. Patricia has been a licensed beauty professional for just shy of two decades. And just a few years ago in 2017, she jumped into the entrepreneurship and launched the Traveling. Or a Mobile Spa, which offers clients on-site pampering. Patricia, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Like I said in the intro, the first time we met, I felt like I was just chatting with an old friend. So I can't wait to spend the next hour with you and just dive into all of the things.
1: Yes, Candice. Thank you so much for having me. And I can attest to that. I felt the same way. I honestly feel like we went to school together and We just hadn't seen each other in years and we're just catching up, um, from the years we haven't seen each other. So I can attest to feeling the same way. And I look forward to the conversations that we're going to have today.
0: Yay. Well, thank you. Yes. It feels just so like light and airy and, uh, I love it. So you've been in the wellness industry for a long time. So I want to know what was it that led you down that path and what is it that's kept you there for so long?
1: Oh, wow. Great question. So um, I, believe it or not, came into the beauty industry at just nine years old, um, falling in love with the, you know, doing my own hair, and just kind of beautifying myself and those around me. And so my mom is a licensed manicurist. And so I was always in her things, like just, you know, how children can be, Um, just not utilizing her stuff properly, wasting products, Throwing things away and just, and my mom, I'm really thankful for her for paying attention to um, how much I was into it. So she was just like, wow, you seem to be really interested in this you know, what's going on. And I was like, mom, I want to go to beauty school. Like, will you pay for me to go to beauty school? She says, well, you need to wait till you're 16 in the state of Florida, 16 years old is when you can get your license. And so as you know, children never forget anything. On my 16th birthday, I reminded her, are you still going to pay for me to go to beauty school? (laughs) And she said, yes. And I am so thankful she did. Um, Because that's where my journey started officially as a, as a licensed professional. But to go back a little bit at nine, when I fell in love with it, I started off as a hair braider. So, you know, I would braid my, all of my cousin's hair. I would do my own hair, my best friend. And I started to build a clientele at, in middle school, I, I was about, I think I was probably about 13 or 14. And right before school would start, I would have my mom's living room packed with you know, children that parents would bring their children to me to do their hair. And I had my little schedule where every two hours, um, I had my clients blocked off and just kind of just jumped out there (laughs) and trying to figure it out.
0: (laughs) Um, that is incredible. And I have a question because you said, you know, you wanted to beautify you and the people around you. And I don't know, I've never asked this question before, uh, but your hair is, is different and it works different. And so was there something about the hair specifically as you're braiding and beautifying people um, that really drew you in? Because I don't know, how would we describe your hair? It's braided right now, um, but the texture of it is is a different. So you see a lot of um, people with your same hair texture in braids or different styles. So was that something that was really important for you beautifying the the hair?
1: Well, for at the time, I just was bored and needed something to do. And so my mom, being that she had gone to beauty school, she had a mannequin at the house. And so because she also went to cosmetology school, she ended up dropping the cosmetology program, but she still had the mannequin. And so I would practice on the mannequin. And so for me, it was just being inquisitive. And just having an interest of, you know, this was pretty technology. So we didn't have, you know, like iPads and all these things to distract us. We couldn't get on YouTube. And so it was find something to do, read the encyclopedia or like do something. (laughs) And so I naturally like doing things with my hands and I I believe I just fell in love with the idea that I could see what I was creating um, while I was working on it. And I had no idea how important it was to like help people understand how to handle and take care of their hair in, um you know, in our community. And so it, it didn't dawn on me that until later on. So I was just bored.
0: <laughs> oh, what a good, um, what a good takeaway. What a good message. It's like now today. And I mean, I'm guilty, Uh, My son sometimes is like watching people do the creative things on YouTube instead of getting his hands dirty and, and being bored and creating on his own. So what a great reminder to put the tech aside. And I try to, you know, my son's like, I'm bored. I'm like, perfect. That's where creativity is born. I guess. Well, (laughs) and he'll be like, well, I can't think of anything to do. I'm like, well, I guess you're not bored enough. You you'll figure it out (laughs) if you're that bored, but. With without the distractions, then you can get um curious and start wondering and and look around to see what interests you. So I love how that kind of was the hook for you.
1: Absolutely. It's an opportunity of self-discovery, you know. It made me identify at a really young age that while um, you know, obviously in academia, I'm I'm decent in it, but I have an appreciation for the hands-on component. I grasp things better. And so for me it was like a self-discovery. Something happens when you're, you know, bored and you're like, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to do this and something magical happens. And so that's what it was for me. And, you know, to answer your other question about what has kept me in the industry um this long to be honest with you, at first I was like I don't know why. <laughs> Cause I, you know, went off to college, got a degree in criminal justice. I was going to go to law school and, um, I always thought I was going to be an attorney and do all the things in the, you know, law related field. And when I graduated with my bachelor's, um, actually it, today is my anniversary. I graduated, um, April 30th, 2011 with my bachelor's. And so today is my graduation anniversary. Wow. <laughs> um, So I did nails throughout college, I stayed in the beauty industry. And I was very fortunate because my peers always had to, you know, when they had to work, they, they couldn't create their schedule around their academics. And I was able to do that because my peers were my clients. And so I was able to work around my school schedule, my studying schedule. And I was like, wow, this is the life and so when I graduated, it was during the economic downturn. We we're coming back from the recession. And my friends who were in law school were having a hard time landing a job. And you know, they were talking about the debt and, you know, preparing for the bar and the stress. And I'm like, hmm that doesn't sound appealing at all. <laughs> I, I understand this is part of the process, but maybe not during an economic time. And so I said, why not just use your use your beauty license, keep utilizing that no matter what happens in the world no matter where you are what race gender religion people love wellness services and what are you doing and so i decided to stick with it and it just morphed into a mobile spa business and seeing the gratification that i get when people like i make them feel beautiful that what that's what's kept me in it for so long
0: oh wow Um, what was it that drew you into law? Like as a kid, you were so curious and got into your mother's products and you had your lineup of people that you were braiding their hair. So that just seemed so natural. What was it that drew you into the law side of things?
1: So a little backstory, my mom, um, was a foster parent and so was my aunt. So we grew up around, um, you know, it was so normal for me to have, um, foster children as my friends. And so I would get really sad when they had to go back home, but it was like, Patricia, they are not your family. Like they have to go back to their family. And it just was, you know, like seeing them removed from their home. So I really wanted to do like the juvenile justice component, because I remember like seeing how upset some of the children were, you know, some of them, you know, were like angry or sad or whatnot. And you know, I remember under not understanding what they were going through and how they were feeling. And I just wanted to feel like, like for me, I wanted, I'm going to get a law degree and I'm going to represent the juveniles, um, you know, once I get my degree. And so that was my thought process. That's what drew me to it. I did end up working for child protective services for a couple of years, um, at the child abuse hotline. So I I dealt with that and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I want to change the world. (laughs) And I was like, you need to go back into the service business because you are too passionate and there's only so much you can do. Maybe you could do some philanthropy through your business instead and go that route. And so I had to fall back on the law because as you know, law can get very interesting. It changes so frequently and it's just a lot of politics. And, you know, for me, I get sad when laws change that help people. And so I was like, I think I'm too involved passionately. Maybe I need to find another way to make my contribution that doesn't involve like losing my marbles.
0: I a thousand percent, uh, understand because I too, as a teacher, you see these little people who walk through the door and you understand their stories. And it's like, you know, I want to take these kids home with me. I want to just love on them it's like, they just need love. And mm-hmm. you know, there's only so much that you can do. And when you feel that way, it's, it's almost like you can never do enough. It'll never be, you know what I mean? So I totally understand. So did you take that route? Is there anything that you're doing um, with Florent, fla, I can't even say the, the word. <laughs> Florent, blah, blah, blah you know what I'm saying? Is there anything that you've done now with that to give back to some of these, um, these kids? Yes.
1: So I'm so glad you asked. So one of the things that I like to do is, um, so there's an organization here, a nonprofit called, um, children's Harbor and Brown's Harbor. And it's actually, it's two of them because one of them is designed for, um, moms that maybe are young mothers, and ended up in the system. And so they helped them. And then there's the other portion of it where it's like they've aged out of the system, but their parents lost their parental rights And so they want to help them transition into adulthood. And so the requirement of the program is obviously they must um, be in college taking a trade or working. Um, And then they teach them money management. They teach them these different things. And so I said to the the guy who happens to be um, part of a networking group that I'm a part of, and I said, I would love to come in because I know how I started into the industry. I said, I know there are people in in your program that are interested in the beauty industry please allow me to come in and do a presentation to talk to them about how they can create a career in the beauty industry because oftentimes people think that oh you just do nails or you just do hair and they don't really see how you can make it a career i know plenty of people who have retired bought second homes sent their children off to of college off of the beauty profession and and i realize that there's not enough conversation about how that looks especially when you don't have access and so I like to go into these programs and just introduce them to the different aspects of the beauty industry that they can take it to the next level. And so one young lady, she loves doing hair, but she's interested in nursing and she didn't see the connection. She thought it was two completely different things. And so um, Dee, who's one of the members on my team, she's a licensed cosmetologist, and she was able to enlighten her and let her know like, hey, when you go through a cosmetology program, you learn biology. And you have to learn these different levels of biology and chemistry and how the body responds to different things or whatnot. And so Dee begins to use medical terminology that she learned in cosmetology because there is a trichology, which is the highest level of cosmetology who help people with alopecia and things of that nature. And so she was like, oh my gosh, I would have never thought. And it was so rewarding to see the light bulb go off for her which is why I wanted to do this because again, people don't see the connection. Um, people think, you know, the beauty industry doesn't have a STEM background where we're dealing with chemicals. We're dealing with products. Well, there is a STEM component. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, I know that's why I'm here.
0: (laughs) Wow. And instantly to my brain, I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, this nurse could even like take it on a, a side journey or whatever, like go into hospitals and, um, the patients that are in there who wouldn't want, you know, long-term patients to get their hair washed or their hair styled and feel, you know, when they're at this probably the lowest of their low, a lot, a lot of people being in the hospital to get beautified. So many coming in there to, um, give them all of this luxury and pampering. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much possibility in that. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point, you know, Some people go through chemotherapy and there's changes to their hair, their skin, their nails. As a result, you know, we can't as licensed beauty professionals, we can't diagnose, but we can also say, hey, we noticed some changes in your hair or your skin or your nails. You need to see your primary care. You need to go see a dermatologist. We can encourage them to, you know, take action for things that they may not necessarily understand why this has shown up. And so that's the beautiful part. And it was so, it's so rewarding to make that connection for them. um, So that, you know, for those aspirations that they have, they can bridge those industries, even if they think they're different. And so it, it, so those are the things I like to do. I actually would like to do more of it Um, as an entrepreneur. It can be really hard to balance, like putting time in, but I want to find a way to make it part of our, um, our business Where we do these things regularly um, and just kind of talking to them about where they can take their aspirations for beauty and wellness, even with the young gentlemen that were in the program. They like being barbers. And we were showcasing to them what you can do, you know, being a barber, you know, being editorial, taking it on the road, working on celebrities, you know, there's no limitations.
0: Wow. Okay. So when did you realize that for yourself? How far were you in? The beauty industry when you realize that what you're you're telling us now that it's you know you you can get a second home you can go on vacations you can do really well when did you kind of figure that out
1: honestly I figured that out kind of late in the game you know I figured out after I was in the industry for about 10 12 years it because I and so that's why it was so important my message is showing people the diverse things that you can do in the industry, because I was one of those people who had that limited thinking cap. And so for me, I'm like, Hey, if I had this limited thinking cap, I can imagine how many other people also have this limited thought process about where they can take this. And so I started to take, um, continuing education classes and I would go to these beauty shows and I would take these trainings and these women that would post the, um, the class, they were like, Oh, you know, we were flown out to this country. We did manicures. And then I'm just like, wait, that's a thing. And I think for me, because I was in college at the time, it was like, I wasn't thinking about that. I was more focused on my academics and getting through college. So I wasn't taking any extracurricular classes in the beauty industry. And when I did, I was like, wow, the light bulb went off. Like, man, what are you missing out on by just working in the salon or in the spa? You are limiting yourself 100%. How can you make changes to that? And so I just didn't want anyone else to wait 10 plus years. I I appreciate the growth and the time that it took. But I always wonder like, hey, what would have happened if you had discovered this five years in or three years in? Would that have changed it? Now, I don't have regrets, but I also want to help those who may see um, something different for themselves and give them the information so they can decipher what works for them.
0: Wow. Okay. So once you figured this out, you know, and I love how you appreciate the journey of getting there, all of the learning and for you, that was it. Um, but then once you figured that out, how did things shift for you and what new opportunities kind of dropped in or were presented?
1: Wow. So once I figured that out, that's when I wanted to embark on the mobile. And I said, that's when the idea of the mobile came to me. But again, lack of resources, lack of, um, you know, people doing it in this space. And so I was fearful. I was fearful. Um, It took me a really long time to actually put it into action just because I at the time when I was considering it. Google didn't have that much information about people who had gone mobile. There wasn't many mobile companies out there. And I kind of got afraid. And I said, "Uh, maybe I should wait. And then one day, one of my regulars, she came into the salon and she brought it up. I never said anything to her about going mobile, never mentioned it to her. And she's sitting in front of me in her chair and she starts getting emotional. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? Did I did I hurt you? Did something happen? And she's like, no, I'm thinking about my grandmother. And I'm thinking about when she was in her assisted living home. And there were times where I didn't have the time to go see her because of work and the kids and my family. And I would have loved to send someone out to make her feel beautiful. And have you ever thought about going mobile? And I said, actually, I am thinking about it. And so for me, that was confirmation from the universe that brought that to me. And so she was just like, you totally should do this. You have an amazing personality. I would love, I would have loved to have someone like you to go out and make her feel good because that was something that she did before she was living in the assisted living home. And so she was like, how can I help you pursue this? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still researching. (laughs) And she's like, I have a manicure table at home can I give this to you so that I can encourage you to embark on this journey? And so I was like, why do you have a manicure table? Cause you're not a manicurist. I don't even know why she had the table. <laughs> and so she gifted me this table, which I still have. Um, and I've kept it because to me, it was, um, it was my sign because again, she wasn't in the beauty industry in no way, shape or form. Why she had that table. Why did she bring this up? And so for me, it was just that pull, that tug that sometimes we need to pursue the things that we feel deep down inside, but we're apprehensive because of our own fears. And so that's what, you know, kind of led me into going into that. Like, how can I change what I've discovered now? Like you can't go back and change what you didn't know 10 years prior, but what can you do moving forward? And so I decided to embark on the journey. It took me a minute, but I decided to embark on the journey.
0: (laughs) And so How did you get over those fears? Because those fears obviously don't just go away when somebody makes a suggestion or confirms, you know, the universe is here giving you a sign. The fears don't just magically walk up and go away. So how did you walk through those fears?
1: Oh, man, that's such a great question. Um, I appreciate these questions because it's really making me think about the things that we often forget and just kind of move on to the next project. Um, these questions are actually allowing me to go back and reflect and um, appreciate the things that I may have just kind of moved on past because it's like, OK, on to the next. <laughs> so how I got over those fears was um, one, I started to do more research and putting it into action. So I had done already all the research. And I said, let me start going into places and seeing who might be interested. So I started talking to people and started asking them, like, hey, what is? Your, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think? Do you think people would be receptive? And the response I would get was just amazing. Like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, we need this. Why hasn't anyone thought of this sooner? You totally should do it. And, and at the time, I did see another mobile spa. There were two places that I saw a mobile spa. It was in Canada. Um, the and um, New York, and so the woman that was in Canada, I reached out to her, and she had an e- she had an ebook about how to start a mobile spot, and I purchased the ebook for like thirty nine dollars, and she was like walking through, and she obviously highlighted how you know things are different in Canada and different states could be different, so research certain things pertaining to your state. And so the way she broke it down, it kind of helped me feel a little bit better because she outlined so many things that I didn't even think about. And so I used that as my base and I felt a little bit better because I felt like, okay, yes, this will be trial and error, but at least it's trial and error with a little bit of guidance from someone that has done it. And she had in the ebook, like, reach out to me if you have any questions. And I reached out to her and I asked her stuff and she was super nice. And she was so amazing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. You've given me the confidence to try it. And obviously the fear shows up in different aspects. So it still was there, but I didn't feel as blind, like walking into this new new um, concept that I was creating.
0: Um, So, so, so important that when I just did a podcast on this recently, it's like, Find someone who has climbed that mountain before you. And like you said, it was kind of new. Then there was only a couple that you found, but if you can find someone who has climbed that mountain before you, then that little bit of guidance, um, not having to, you know, stamp down the path, forge your own path, that little bit, even when you're tweaking it and doing the trial and error on your own can still give you that little bit of confidence, maybe that, you know, you can walk forward or finding a mentor who will help you through some of, you know, the muck and the mud along the way is so, so important. I feel like sometimes we stay paralyzed thinking I have no idea. I have, don't even know the first move when it's really the first move might be like, just find someone who's done it before. There probably has been. So yeah, you, you got that rolling. You had this kind of I don't even want to call it like the skeleton of like, okay, here's some things to do. So how long did it take you from the time that this beautiful woman was in your chair, wherever she was sitting, however it looked, had made that suggestion to you to actually get this spa up and running? So
1: it actually took me about, I would say about three years before I actually kicked it off. So traveling Aura is the name of the company now, but I did have a prototype company that I had started um after those three years where I finally said, okay, get out of your own way. You are analysis paralysis is happening right now. And then you need to just pull the trigger on this and make it happen and tweak those things. And so it took about three years. So I launched the prototype company in 2012. And it was nails and nails only. And um, I was in a different part of Florida. I was in North Florida at the time. So I just kind of wanted to play small and stay safe and, you know, not do too much. And then um, I needed to move back home to help my mom with my grandmother. So I moved back to South Florida. So I dissolved the prototype company and restructured and rebranded. And that's when I added the skincare and then the massages to incorporate the whole mobile aspect so i did start the prototype and i was seeing clients i was doing spa parties i had the opportunity to actually um do manicures inside of macy's we um macy's florida state um hired us to do out so i was just like wow and this is look at the opportunities that are opening and i am still afraid i still don't know what i'm doing (laughs) and I'm like, you're in Macy's giving manicures, like, ma'am. And then I got invited to um, Florida State, um, and I did something for their Black Alumni Association for the first king and queen, the first black king and queen at Florida State University. I got a chance to do, and they were, one of them was the governor or mayor of New York. And so there's all these prominent people that were at this event. Um, They had, you know, someone flew in from Chicago to do, to, to cater the food, like a chef. And I got a chance to do the manicures and pedicures for them. And they had live singing. And I was just like, this is just the basics, ma'am. Like, can you imagine if you really take this thing on? And so it, it started to build from there and the fear started to dissipate more and more and more. And I realized like, man, you're still not thinking about the opportunities that this can open for you. And yeah, and that's kind of how it happened and morphed into this. And so now being in a bigger region in a bigger city, um, it, I, 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 it just really, I'm like, the possibilities are endless. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little more about like what that looks like when, you know, when somebody's thinking like mobile spa, they might think, okay, like, is that like just one on one? Is that a group of girlfriends? Is that an event? Like, what does that actually look like? And where are some of the places that you got to travel to or be in or, you know, be a part of? Yes. So great
1: question. The answer to that is all of the above. We do individuals, groups, um, whatever setting. What I wanted for this concept was that it's pampering and relaxation without you noticing that you're not in a salon setting. So you still get the experience and the feel no matter where you are. And so um, with the individual services, Obviously, we either do it in the, in the client's living room or in, by the pool or depending upon the weather and things of that nature. And so when I initially kicked off the concept, I thought I wanted to do the services in a mobile vehicle and have people get on the vehicle, which is funny because a lot of people think that's how we do it. But then I realized that they, that, that had limitations when it came down to scaling. Because even if the vehicle was pretty large, I could only service but so many people on the vehicle, even as I grow my team, by then I would need multiple vehicles to be able to do that. And so it made more sense to do it in the client's home. So we do individuals, we do bridal, bridal parties, a lot of them. Um, So girlfriends get together to celebrate the bride and they get to enjoy these pampering experiences. And so we, depending upon the size of the group, um, we do nails, massages, and facials. So a group will start off with the nails and this group will start off with their facial. This group will start off with their massage and they rotate. And so they have their mimosas, their tea, um, they're enjoying each other. Sometimes they have their spa robes. Um, and it's really great because with the bridal, there is usually a theme. So the, so the girls are usually wearing theme pajamas or something of that sort. And so it really allows that connecting factor that you don't get in the spa because rarely will a spa have the capacity to service maybe 20 people in your group at the same time, unless they close the place down for you. And so it's allowed people the opportunity to enjoy each other without driving in our amazing traffic.
0: Yeah. I just can't even imagine like cutting back the time of travel both ways, finding a parking spot, um, all the things that you can just enjoy it. And I, when you said that, I just thought like intimacy, like with, with a group of friends, it's like when you're in the place where you feel so comfortable, like your own home or your girlfriend's home, where you just like, really let your shoulders down and you're just yourself. Um, and then adding that layer of like the relaxation and pampering, uh, with, without all of this other distraction, really honing in, focusing on the people who, you know, you're with, like, what a beautiful experience. And it's oh, so amazing. what are so some amazing. of the, the most memorable ones that you're like, this just like lit my soul on fire. This is what keeps me doing this. This is the results or the feedback. Like what, what is some of that for you?
1: For me, it's when a husband has booked our services for his wife that just gave birth to their baby, or if she was on bed rest because of, you know, um, high risk pregnancy, I love love those scenarios because it's like, it's always so funny because, um, when I speak to the mom, mommy to be, and she's like, how did he find this? Like, (laughs) it's always so amazing to see that dynamic. And, you know, the husbands think they want to try to clip the toenails and they do a terrible job. And they're like, you know what, we need to just hire a professional. And so I just love to see how, like, it's something that he knows generally knows nothing about, but he's somehow find a way to find us. And just the joy in his face in one, knowing that he doesn't have to do it, and two, knowing that his his wife is going to be taken care of is just so gratifying. And when we get a chance to service, you know, elderly clients or someone that has um, you know, that is wheelchair bound. And they don't get taken care of when they go into the salons. They, they People don't treat them well. And so to be able to go and provide that for them and seeing them smile from ear to ear because they didn't have a pleasant experience in the last salons because it wasn't wheelchair accessible or it wasn't X, Y, Z. And so I've even gone into the hospitals and done moms on bed rest and because the hospital decided to keep them. And so they're like... I am so, when I look down at my toes, I feel amazing. Thank you so much. And so I love that. I, and, and, and I did not think that nails and skincare could have that impact because generally it's with hair. Generally, you see, I see it more with hair. And so being mobile has made me see how much people, when they look down at their hands and they're not feeling good, they smile, they feel better. They look at their toes like, oh my gosh, my toes are, are shades, my calluses are gone. My feet are soft. And it just feels so amazing.
0: Um, yeah, I totally see myself in that. When I, for me, it's my nails that completely, I'm like, woo, elevate me. When I went to New York, I always thought I went to visit a girlfriend and I always wanted to wear like lipstick. And so I'm like, okay, this is my chance. I went to New York and I went to wherever it was and I wanted red lipstick because I feel like that's it. You just need red lipstick and nothing else on your face. I'm pretty natural otherwise, but I really want just this pop of color. And then I went in and I was kind of like just shuffled through in a number. And I, I, I was like, and, and I'm going to do it because I'm in New York and nobody knows me and people here do whatever they want. And then I got this, this woman who just like put this lipstick ran, like, I don't know. I'm like, did she even match it to my like skin tone? Whatever. Anyways, I did look like a clown and I took it off right away, (laughs) but then for me, and, and I've just come to this, I don't even know if it's a realization or just not yet. I haven't found a shade yet that I feel like comfortable in, but for me, it's like red nail polish. That is it. As soon as I have, I always, um, I just took it off because I'm going to reapply, but I always, 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 that's my thing. It's like when I have red nail polish on, I just feel like a million dollars that that's, you know, all that it could take. And how simple is that, that you're bringing in this just like sense of like elevation or confidence or luxury that these people, you know, it's so simple, but it's so profound.
1: Absolutely. And to your point, red is my first of all my favorite color. And I love red nail polish and red lipstick. To your point, something about it just feels so powerful. And now I'm glad you said that because now I'm going to be thinking about what red shades that I think will be great for you. And I will surprise you when I find one because I, I think that when you put that red lipstick on, it's going to be game changer.
0: Well, thank you. I know I'm still waiting. I'm, st- I'm still alive, so I can still do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so this just sounds like, you know, something that you are meant for. You can obviously see your passion and how you're changing the lives of so many people around you and mobile. You can do it near or far. So what do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself going next? I know kind of as we grow and evolve and we hit these new levels, um, I think we always, there's always something, I don't know, not something else that we need to go to, but there's always something maybe that we're not thinking about or these opportunities that we're like, oh, this is scary now. What could it look like now? So is there anything like that for you now that you're trying to get over that hurdle and maybe open yourself up to?
1: Yes. So one of the things is we, South Florida is such a transient city. We get a lot of people that fly in from other states that come celebrate all kinds of things. Um, And so they're always asking, when are you coming to my state? Please let me know when you're coming to my state. Um, And I'm like, okay, wait, I need to get this thing down here in Florida first before we even consider. Um, And so I've been thinking about what that may look like. And so it's really getting down to making sure our processes and systems are very clear. Because the only way to recreate this in another state, especially if I don't live in that state, I am starting to think about like, who would you put into place how would you train them? How would you ensure that they would properly represent the brand in alignment with what you want your clients and customers to experience? And so I've been thinking about that more and more um, as I think of it. And it can be frightening because you're, you know, because we're living in a day and age where people say people don't want to work. I don't think that's the case. I do believe people want to work less. So I just think that people don't want to like, be confined to working all the time. And so I'm starting to think about these changes and what that may look like in the future. And so sometimes it can be scary with technology and all these changes. I'm not really sure what it looks like. I feel our industry is pretty safe. Um, I don't think a robot could do a manicure like me, um, but uh, or anyone on my team or massages. So I don't foresee that coming anytime soon. But I'm sure there's somebody working on something down the pipeline later on. And so it's sometimes hard not to get, you know, sidetracked with the changes that are happening and just focusing on, okay, those changes aren't here yet. This is where you are. Focus on this. And when those changes come, we'll just have a conversation then. So I would say that's one of the things that I'm, you know, fearful about trying to decipher what that looks like. I am growing my team here in South Florida because I need to cut back on doing services. So that's also fearful. And I'm just like, wow, like a a good portion of our um, revenue is from services I do as well. So when I cut back, what does that look like? And how do I compensate for that? So it's been a lot of questions about how do we make this, you know, how do we grow this bigger without compromising quality? Um, and professionalism, because that's very important to me in terms of because that's our competitive edge from those going into the salon versus us coming. And so it's very important that that remains the forefront of of the company and how we do things.
0: Mm, so, so, so important, such good questions. And I have no doubt that you'll be <laughs> all over uh, the United States and hopefully up in Canada. Um, yes. because I'm sure so many people just would love to. Uh, have this opportunity, these services available. And like you said, the, these are just my thoughts that have popped up earlier. Cause I know there's like the AI and, you know, there are perks to uh, different technologies, but at the same time, there's something just in the energy of creating and, and, even though AI might have the perfect wording, the perfect paragraph, the perfect whatever it is, there still is something about the energy that somebody puts into something that is different, that is felt. So it doesn't matter what it is, the service, like people are still looking for that vibration, looking for that energy, looking. So whatever it is that you are putting into this, like I said, when I started, you like, have the most vibrant beautiful energy. So it's like whatever you put that into, that resonance will be felt. And I and I really appreciate how much that means to you because it it will be felt wherever even if you aren't doing the services, other people who you attract and who you help to um understand the values that you are bringing to this company that will, will be felt. So I, I, I'm not ever hiring. I no I'm not even like, I won't change my words. I'm not ever hiring a robot to do, to do my services. I enjoy actual physical touch and connection and conversation. And I don't really want to be having a conversation with a robot or having robotic arms do the thing. So I feel like you are totally safe people need it human touch and connection will always be what bonds us and makes us feel so connected and alive so um i can't wait to see where this goes next for you because you you have everything that you need and it's just yeah like you said how are you going to spread that kind of like wildfire around around the globe Mm -hmm. What do they say?
1: Build a following like Apple, you know, um, <laughs> because of how they've been able to create brand where people really are passionate about it, whether they work for the company or if they're a consumer, you know, people really talk about that, the Apple brand. And so when I do my research on different companies, I pay attention to, you know, what, what, what have they created in their space? How have they created that wildfire um, that you referenced? So thank you for mentioning that. Um, and, I, and I also love that, you know, you said that the energy will, in a sense, be a part of the process because I've been so fortunate that the people on my team have been in alignment with what I see for the brand. And I will say I have been so blessed with the people because they are just as passionate about making sure the customers are relaxed and that they enjoy their experience and they are passionate individuals. And I'm so blessed, so blessed to have a team that, that enjoy making people get into that state of relaxation.
0: Mm, so good. Okay. Well, let's talk about your name because it's traveling aura mobile spa. So why aura then? Cause that's kind of what we're talking about. How did you come to that name?
1: So funny thing was um, I was driving, I, I was driving near Fort Lauderdale beach and there was this condominium, like the word aura just kept popping out to me, just kept popping out. And I was like, that would be a really nice name for a salon or a spa. And then I felt like I knew what aura meant, but I didn't like really truly understand the depths of the word itself and what I was doing. So, I just liked the word. I was like, this just sounds really great, you know? And I just didn't think of it any deeper than that. So, I'm driving around. This condominium went up and it's like an Aura condominium, but they spelled it O R A. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, That's an interesting spelling. And so, again, it kept coming to me. And I said, let's do Aura Mobile Spa. And so, I hired a consultant who was helping me. And he was like, something is missing. And I was like, I agree something is missing. And he was like, I think you need to add something that emphasizes that you come to the clients. Have you thought about adding traveling? And I was just like, "Hmm, you know what, I think that might be it. And so I started playing with these different words and things of that nature. And I'm like traveling aura. So when I initially I an aura mobile spot, I had already gone to the city, claimed the name, done all of these things. And I'm like, I'm changing it. It's not too far. I'm like, you haven't branded, you haven't done these things, change it now. This is your opportunity. And so I added the traveling part. And to me, it was the icing on the cake. I was like, this is perfect. Traveling aura. And when people would see our name and we would go out and do the services, the things that they would say as it pertains to aura and us, and they were just, people were just like, this is just perfect. Like you really, and I just kept getting that confirmation. I'm like traveling aura it is. And so then afterwards I was like, wow, you picked a name and really didn't understand the emphasis that you were putting on getting your energy in alignment. And so when I did my launch party, which ended up being two years after I actually started the company, um, I, my strategist, she was just like, Oh, maybe you should have an aura reader come to the, the, come to the event and do aura readings and I was like there's a such thing as aura readers and she was like yeah. I was like I don't know maybe I don't know if people are going to be receptive to that She was like well maybe you should go get one and see how you feel so I went and got an aura reading she has this apparatus that you put your hands on and then it reads your energy and so she said to me and like my chakras were shown and my throat chakra and my um gosh the one that near the stomach it's escaping me right now they were really small compared to the other ones she said to me this woman I never met her she didn't know me anything she was just like you have so many ideas and you're so creative she said but something is happening where you're not you're not speaking enough about those things like you're not talking about the things that you're passionate about and I'm like you can see all that like I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, who's telling you this stuff? And how do you know? I just thought she had an insider that was telling her things. And I'm like, man, she is so on point. And I was like, wow, traveling aura and aura can tell you so much about you. And so she was just like, you need to speak up more. You know, something. She's like, you don't seem shy. And she's like, but so I'm not understanding what is happening here, like why you're not speaking. And so I'm more of an observer. I would just observe and not share my two cents because it's just like, no one wants to hear your thought process. So I just kind of just kind of will fall in the background or whatnot. And I noticed what she was speaking to. And as far as the creativity that she saw near my solar plexus, um, that's the word I was, that was escaping me that she saw. And I was like, wow. And she was just like, So the other chakras were bigger. And she was like, so think about this energy that wants to travel from your base all the way up. But if your chakra, if your chakra is this small and the one underneath it is this big, it can't fit through. And it was like, oh my gosh, my, like my third eye was shining. And she was just like, these are the things that is, and to me, it was so beautiful And this was two years after the company started that I really realized what aura and traveling aura like. I just thought it sounded great, (laughs) 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 and I'm like, wow! And so that's the you know the the shortest version I could give you.
0: I love it, and I love how you um, just you know throw it out there. It starts messy. You don't know all the answers. You don't know how it's going to connect. You just kind of do it, go to the city, get your name, switch it up. Don't really um, fully know, like we don't, none of us really know. We just figure it out as we go, as we make mistakes, as we're embarrassed about things. I mean, for me, um, where you're like, "Um, I'll never do that one again. Um, And you just kind of figure it out to create, to let that creativity come through. So I I'm glad that you have shared all of that, that it wasn't this like perfect process that, you know, there was time involved. It didn't just happen overnight, but the steps kind of led you forward, um, as maybe you were ready for them to the next step.
1: Yeah. Well, and to me, it also too, after getting the aura reading, it showed me how I was in my own way in so many instances, right? And how I was, you know, creating these thought processes that were delaying me taking action. And so when she said that to me, I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow or like, I just wanted to take on the world because I felt like I owed that to myself to honor the ideas that were within me and that I had this burning passion and desire to see come into fruition. So
0: Yes. Okay. And on the flip side of what I just said, (laughs) also when you get your aura, you know, clean and all of them opened up, then actually, you know, it can collapse space and time that it could be like instantaneous. All the pieces fall together and these like quantum leaps so quickly when we really work on the things that are blocking us. So although in some instances, it may take time, there are also on the flip side where it's like, things just fall in really quickly and really fast and really uh, big things coming at you. So.
1: And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when those things happen, when that alignment, and like you said, it, it does happen fast. Like sometimes it's like, wow, it would, And so I ended up doing the launch as a result of me meeting with her. I said, oh my gosh, I I don't need to put this off any further. You started the company in 2017, it's 2019, you haven't done a launch yet. And so I said, I'm doing the launch. And I put together the launch in 60 days. It was amazing. And the funny thing is we did the launch in August of 2019 and then 2020 happened.
0: Um, yeah, and then what? And then what? I mean, I'm sure that's like a whole hour story with, like, you know, six feet away from everybody. Do not contact, do not go out. Um, so I'm sure that is just this massive story. Can you quickly, in a nutshell, because I know our time is like coming to a close, if you can um kind of let us know how you survived or thrived or what happened in that snippet of time
1: well it solidified my process even further in terms of being mobile um because generally when we do individual services you don't have 20 unless it's a spa party we don't have 20 people in your house at one time and so obviously we had our PPE um, we saw less clients, obviously, to for our team to minimize that. The first three four weeks of um, 2020, we didn't do anything because we were like question mark, don't know what this means. Um, but we, our phones were off the hook. You know, husbands were calling us. It was hilarious um, because it was solidified the the process even the concept even more. And it also made me realize I needed to incorporate products, things that people can. Um, encourage people to practice self-care and wellness at home, even without us, but with our guidance. And so it made me realize, oh, we're a mobile spa, but we really need to be more of a wellness resource for our clients. So we provide them with the things that they need to maintain their self-care and wellness. Whether it's us coming out or not, we want you to have this information because we want the world around us to just be a, a zen and happy place for everyone. And so, you know... That's what happened for Co- during during that time. It made me realize that one, I love this because you don't have a ton of people in your appointment. We can minimize the amount of appointments that we see on a day to day. We put certain protocols in place where we required um, notifications. We required our team to get swabbed, and like we had to create this whole pr- process to make sure that you know we were not putting anyone at risk or putting ourselves at risk. And, and um, we cut back on the spa parties. And it made me realize that, okay, service is great, but you need products and other things to help balance this business model. Because if this were to happen again um, and you can't do services, this is not going to be, this could really take the company down if you don't have something to still bring in revenue um, despite that. So that's the shortest version that I could do. And I'm still working on implementing those um, products and things because that is a whole nother type of business compared to what i'm accustomed to doing and i realized even though we're three years post that time i am still implementing that those things that i learned then
0: (laughs) well what a great uh learning experience to really um confirm like you said that that's really important to your processes and the way things work and it just kind of solidified everything for you so what great uh, affirmation for that um yeah, in the last couple minutes, I have one final thing that I'm going to put out the word into the world for both of us because yeah. on our initial call, we both um were talking about, you know, me and Oprah and probably Ellen are hanging for coffee and in Hawaii or LA, like I don't really care. <laughs> Where wherever it is that 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 it is when I was kind of telling you my story and then you were telling me your story about like yes I will come in provide the services wherever you are having your conversation will get pampered and we both saw the the post about uh, the mud bath that Gail was taking that would totally be me and Oprah standing on the side and she was going to go have her appointment uh, later in the day but I just want to put out into the world that possible possibly sometime in the future that will all, be in the same room at the same time, enjoying each other's company. So throwing that into the world for both of us so we can all connect and enjoy it all.
1: Absolutely. And I look forward to it.
0: All right. Well,
1: (laughs) I cannot wait. I actually follow um, Oprah's manicurist. She's actually mobile as well. So I will allow her to still do the nails and I'll just, we'll do, I'll do the facials. So that way I don't, cause she's been Oprah's manicures for years. I don't want to step on those toes, but if she needs me to jump in and help her, I will be more than happy to. So I just want to also put that out there that I am open and willing to moving around into other areas that I'm needed while I'm there.
0: Um, absolutely. Whatever it looks like, let's bring it in. It could even be you pampering, this woman who pampers Oprah. So yeah. And I love okay, that. last thing before everybody would tell everybody to find you. Um, last thing, have you reached out to Oprah's assistant who is traveling, doing the traveling thing um, to maybe see how she climbed her mountain or for mentorship or for connection? Have you done that?
1: So I haven't, done it just yet, but it's on my radar. Um, I kicked off a show last year called manicurist Monday, where I would interview other manicurists on Instagram. And so it's on hold right now. I'm getting ready to reboot season two and she's on my list for the, one of the people that I would like to interview. So I will be sure to invite you to, to watch that episode when she comes on.
0: Amazing. Okay. Where can everybody find you, follow you. If they're in the Florida area, how can they get this all hooked up? Tell us all the things.
1: Yes. So if you are in the Florida region, um, South Florida, we service Fort Lauderdale, Miami, and West Palm Beach. We've also gone to the Florida Keys. So there's no limitations when you're in Florida. We will pamper you along the, the coast, wherever you want. Um, you can find us at all social media platforms at Traveling Aura and it's a u r a and our website obviously check us out online at www.travelingaura.com and we will take great care of you and if you are listening to this and you do reach out to us please mention that at the time of your appointment i would love 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 to report back to candice of um, how we've taken care of you. So thank you for those that are listening. Thank you so much, Candice, for allowing me the opportunity to speak to your community about traveling aura, wellness, and just the journey of entrepreneurship and getting these conversations going. You've really um, encouraged me to think about some other things as well. And I I can't wait. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you. I've loved every minute and we'll definitely have to, to chat again. Yes. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of All Things Relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe.